0: welcome back to beyond the mirror podcast with your host lisa falconer so who the hell am i i am a master mindset and embodiment coach focusing on self-love body confidence and body image my passion is healing body image healing emotional and binge eating so hello you can feel your best especially after kids So that's a little summary for me, you can find me on Instagram at XO Lisa Falconer. But for now, let's dive in to this hot topic that I honestly never thought (laughs) I would talk about. But here I am because I like to talk about all the things I like to embrace. Um, What is on my heart and today is about experiencing body dysmorphia after kids. Understanding and coping with postpartum body image challenges. Now, I know the sounding of body dysmorphia because it is classified as a disorder, can sound and feel very heavy. And I know that I actually avoided reading or doing any research about body dysmorphia because it just sounded so heavy and it just kind of like validated that there was something wrong with me. And I just allowed it to have this heavy hold over me, which actually held me back in so many ways. So I'm going to try and make this as light, but as insightful as I can and infusing a bit of my story on it. And truth be told, I can't actually tell you if I've struggled with this my whole life and I just wasn't aware of it, um, or if this is something that I guess... Because when I had my last child, when I gave birth the last time, I was in a very embodied state. I was in a very aware person. I had been on my spiritual and healing journey for a number of years. So I'd come a long way. And obviously, pre my first child, I did no personal development. I was not aware at all. I was very much living in the mind and just in a victim um victimhood so I don't want to go back through my whole entire life and try to create stories and yada yada so I'm just going to talk about from a place of what I've healed and what I've gone through and that's about how I experienced body dysmorphia and let's just talk about body I'll just say because I didn't get diagnosed, because I don't believe you need to get diagnosed for every single thing, because that can hold you back in your healing journey. (laughs) However, it's hard to say I've experienced the body dysmorphia symptoms, um, and I identify with it after kids, especially after my second child. So just as a bit of an introduction, so like becoming a parent is this one whirlwind of a a ride, if I can tell It's a very transformative experience. But, you know, it can also bring about significant changes to one body. And I believe every single person goes through changes in their body, um, especially through pregnancy, after giving kids. It's just how we respond to her that is different. So for some individuals, this postpartum period can tr- can trigger body dysmorphia. Hi, that's me. It's an a conditioned characterized by a distorted perception of one's appearance okay so today we're going to be exploring about what body dysmorphia is its potential impact on parents and provide helpful tips for those struggling with body dysmorphia after having children okay so stay tuned if that sounds like something that you want to hear about if you have any questions of course or if this shows in anything- in you please feel free to reach out send me a dm over on instagram so let's understand what body dysmorphia is so it's known as a body dysmorphic disorder um, bdd it's a mental health condition where individuals obsessively focus on perceived flaws in their appearance these flaws may be imagined or exaggerated leading to significant distress and impairment in daily functioning After having children, the physical changes that occur can uh, exacerbate body dysmorphia symptoms as individuals may struggle to accept and adjust to their postpartum bodies. And I just want to share a bit about my story and how this impacted me. So pre-kids, I was a very skinny person, now that I can can, um, say that. Even though growing up, I constantly felt overweight, unbeauty, fat, all the things. And I would exercise on a daily basis because I'm like, the skinnier I am, the more beautiful I am. Like, that's just the mindset I had. And then I had my first child and I was very blessed to be able to lose the weight. But that was only because I was doing constant yo-yo dieting. I was obsessed with my body image. I was obsessed with how I was looking. I would make sure I was exercising every single day. So even though I bounced back, I bounced back at a cost. And then I was obviously on this healing journey and I started doing a lot of investments and in training to, I guess, reconnect with my body. I became more embodied. I became very, I guess, aware and intuitive. And that's where I, all my gifts became heightened. So when I fell pregnant with my second child, I was actually in the middle of um, trying to become a sex a somatic sexologist so it was a very different experience however after i gave him because i was so connected to my body i was constantly obsessing about the changes of my body i was obsessing over the saggy boobs from breastfeeding i was <laughs> obsessing over the cellulite how my clothes wouldn't fit in how i wouldn't lose weight how my hips got even bigger um the cur- my curves got bigger my belly that I just couldn't lose so it didn't matter if I was actually losing weight it doesn't matter because regardless of how much exercise I was doing I just couldn't feel like I was losing weight I just kept feeling like I was fat and I couldn't get over that and it just was consuming my everyday thoughts of ev every- all of my flaws was just all I could think about daily <clears throat> So that's a bit about how I was introduced to starting to feel or struggling a bit with body dysmorphia after my second child. So the impact of this body dysmorphia after kids, so experiencing body dysmorphia after kids or after having children, whether that's one, two, five, can be emotionally challenging. Like I said, like it consumed my everyday thoughts. That was affecting my energy. That was affecting how I was showing up as a partner. How I was showing up as a mother. It was increasing my stress levels. My anxiety was returning. My joy, you know, how I was experiencing life was being affected. And parents may feel pressure to conform to society beauty standards, comparing themselves to unrealistic ideals. And this is what was happening because I was a mum. I was scrolling the Insta. I was seeing the flawless images posted online all the time i was seeing all the advertising do this program to lose weight to feel confident i was investing in the programs about get your pre-baby body back (laughs) and i was just wasting all my money because it didn't matter i couldn't stick to a program because it just made me feel worse about myself the more i was investing in these fitness programs the more i was checking myself out in the mirror to notice when am I going to see more muscles, when am I losing more weight, and it was like this vicious cycle, and I was basically comparing myself against someone else that was not me, and a lot of the times I was comparing myself to either fitness models that, you know, they do eat clean, they do have that fitness lifestyle that they keep up, that's what is aligned with them, and I'm not knocking that, but I was also comparing myself to people on Instagram that don't even have kids, okay, which is just absolutely crazy, and this can lead to feeling of shame, low self-esteem, and even postpartum depression. So it didn't matter that I had spent years of healing my relationship with my body. It didn't matter that I had spent years healing and, you know, I have a history of anxiety. I had a history of depression. So it didn't matter that I had healed that and I was actually, you know, my best version of myself pre-second kid. It didn't matter that I felt so fucking confident and so... <laughs> connected that was all put to challenge because of these symptoms after second child okay so it doesn't matter where you are your journey like you can be someone that starts to feel shame the low self-esteem postpartum depression it can also lead to more binge eating comfort eating emotionally eating and then having a negative relationship with food hi that was also me (laughs) it is also important to remember that these feelings are valid and that seeking support is crucial, which I'll talk about in a second. But what I, a big component of Body Bliss Blueprint that I'm currently launching at the moment, the doors are open for it's about your emotions. It's about how can you clear how you're feeling internally to change your body story, to change how you're feeling about yourself, knowing that when you can change how you perceive yourself internally, that's when you start to see the things change externally so that's a big thing we're talking about is not suppressing your feelings but validating your feelings learning to be uncomfortable with the feelings learning to embrace them and feel the feelings in order to release them okay so the more you suppress the more you're adding to all of this yuckiness and heaviness that you're experiencing So let's just quickly share some tips for coping with body dysmorphia after kids, okay? So one, practice self-compassion. How can you be kind to yourself and acknowledge that your body has gone through the most amazing and incredible changes to bring life into the world? Can you celebrate the strength and resilience of your body, focusing on the amazing things that it has accomplished and... A while ago, I actually posted a thing saying how your body is telling a story of motherhood. Like, can you change how you're looking at your body instead of something to fix, instead of something to change, instead of something to mold? Can you practice being kind to yourself, sending yourself love, showing yourself some kindness, and maybe changing the story that you are telling yourself? Two, I actually don't know. I know a lot of people say seek support. I actually say don't seek support I see a lot of people and I'm guilty of this you reach out to friends you reach out to family members you talk to the people closest to you about how you are feeling however well I guess it depends on who you're talking to like if your your friends and family are very awake um, intuitive uh, very aware people like that might be a bit different however I don't have that luxury. I've got families that are just everyday <laughs> people that have had no personal, no personal development their like, whole entire lives. And when you try and seek support from them and you go, hey, this is how I'm feeling, this is what's coming up for me, a lot of the times, and they mean well, they're like, don't be so fucking ridiculous. And they like, I guess, shrug off your concerns. They dismiss <laughs> how you are feeling. You don't get the validation that you are actually needing from them. You don't get the comfort. And it's not that they mean bad, they actually mean well. But they don't see you the way that you see yourself, and that's the problem. And a lot of the times when you're struggling with body dysmorphia, or body image, or emotional and binge eating, and someone else isn't, they're just like, they don't understand it. They don't understand that you don't have the control. You can't just flick this switch in your mind and they're just like I don't understand it like you're crazy what is wrong with you and that can actually make you suppress how you're feeling even more and this is why I didn't speak about my journey for a long time because people would laugh at me they're like what are you talking about you're fucking skinny you've got nothing to lose like well, you're crazy I'm jealous of your body and it just invalidated how I was feeling so therefore I didn't feel safe to share my journey because I thought I'd get rejected I thought I would get laughed at i wasn't getting the validation that i actually needed and that's not from a you know they meant well they came from a place of love they wanted me to see myself how they were seeing themselves you know when i was binge eating and i felt so bad i thought i had something wrong like why why do i eat and then i shame myself and i'm like i get so frustrated myself because i know better i i know the simple thing is just just say no just don't eat But there's something inside of me that I couldn't stop and my loved ones didn't get that. So I actually advise, don't seek support from your loved ones because they're probably going to invalidate you. They're going to shrug off how you're feeling and then you're going to be like feeling even worse. You're going to suppress it. You're going to stop seeking the proper support. You're going to stop talking about how you're feeling and that's just going to be its own roller coaster. Okay, so moving on to um, three, challenge negative thoughts. Recognize that body dysmorphia distorts your perception of yourself, which is exactly what I've been talking about. Challenge negative thoughts by questioning their valid- validity and replacing them in the positive stories, beliefs, what, what makes you feel better. Remind yourself of your worth beyond a physical appearance. So as Amanda Francis says, like, observe the crazy thoughts, observe the funkiness that is happening inside. We all have those crazy thoughts. Instead of latching onto them and seeing them as truth, can you start to question yourself can you start to ask where is this thought coming from is this even true how is this reacting in my body what is a more empowering thought what is a more empowering belief and start practicing challenging the negative thoughts instead of going i thought a thought okay that must be true okay moving on to number four practice self-care Engage in activities that promote self-care and self-love. This this can include exercise, meditation, journaling, or engage in hobbies that bring you joy. Taking care of your mental and emotional well-being is essential. So for instance, if you follow me on Instagram, you know I move my body daily. Like I do do a lot of dancing. I'll go into nature. I can do some walk. I'm currently enjoying a short yoga um, a few times a week. But that's all coming from a place of it feels good to me when I'm moving my body. Those are opportunities for me to connect with my body. It's a way of me getting out of my head and into my body so I'm not obsessing over the negative thoughts. And that was a big part how I healed my relationship with my body. That's a lot of part of me, how I healed my body dysmorphia, is by practicing daily, doing the activities that light me up, doing the activities that bring me joy, bring me pleasure, allow pleasure to lead you. So what can you do on a daily basis that can light you up that can bring joy maybe it's meditation maybe you just want to journal just do a brain dump of how you are feeling that can be really powerful getting it out of your head and into page if that feels good for you the only thing i say is don't do something from a place of self-hatred so for instance i used to join a lot of gyms i used to pay for a lot of fitness programs um from a place of fix me so from a place like self-hatred so I encourage you, self-care and self-love is not moving your body because you hate it. If at the moment you cannot exercise from a place of love, don't exercise. Maybe you just want to go for a Maybe you want to dance to one song. Maybe all you can do is commit to dance. You love dancing and it makes you feel good. Maybe you just dance to one song every single day. Maybe it's taking a bath at the end of the day. Find something that is going to bring you joy. And it's just helping you take care of your mental and emotional well-being. And then lastly, seek professional help. Now, I say professional help because I say don't seek support off friends and loved ones that you don't know <laughs> how they're going to respond, but actually seeking professional help. Maybe you do need to see a professional person in whatever way feels good for you. If body dysmorphia symptoms persist and significantly impact your daily life, consider getting the help that you require. There are therapists that specialize in body image issues. Okay, they can provide the guidance and the support. There are coaches and mentors out there if that's what you want. Hello, I've got a program opened at the moment that's all about helping you heal your body image so you can finally feel confident in your body. It just I'm not telling you there's a right way or the wrong way. Some people say you need to see a doctor. That might be good for you, but if you want someone that helps you give you the practices And the tools, so you're not codependent, that's something I'm pretty big on, is guiding you to a place where you no longer need anyone. You know the work, you know the steps, you know the tools, you have the practices for life and you can do them when you need to. I'm a big believer in helping you realise your own worth, helping you come home to yourself and helping you trust your own intuition and then to move forward from there. So again, it's up to you and what kind of help that you want. But struggling alone in silence, it's not going to do any good. If anything, you're actually passing that belief down to your kids. Your kids are picking up on all your beliefs and that's why I'm so powerful and healing it because I don't want my kids to suffer what I've suffered, okay? I don't want my kids to struggle with their body image their whole entire life. So that starts with me. So if you're at home struggling, <laughs> Googling all the crazy things and obsessing over the crazy thoughts and, Obsessing about every single flaw, think about how you're passing all of that down to your children and just realize that there's a better way. Okay, so just in conclusion, like experiencing body dysmorphia after having children is a common struggle for many parents. It is more normal than you think, it's just a lot of mothers aren't aware or they struggle in silence. By understanding what body dysmorphia is and implementing coping strategies individuals can work towards accepting and embracing their postpartum bodies so remember you are more than your physical appearance and your worth as a parent is immeasurable okay seek support practice self-compassion and prioritize your mental and emotional well-being as you navigate this journey of self-acceptance and healing so I really hope that you get the medicine or the wisdom and insights that you needed from this um, episode. Feel free, if you want to go deeper into healing your body image and all the things, feel free to check out Body Bliss Blueprint. I will share the link in the show notes. And if you have any questions or want to know more about it, send me a DM on Instagram, which is at, at XO Lisa Falconer, spelt See you and I'll talk to you next time my loves.